Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Human Blueprint. We are excited to talk about this episode. This episode is going to be a little bit different. We wanted to really bring your input, your engagement that we value so much onto this episode. And so we continue to encourage you to comment below. We always love to keep the conversation going. And so in this episode, we want to go through a few comments that we received on our last episode. If you haven't seen that one, click up here or go in the description to go watch that because we talked a lot about relationships. I mean, February is kind of associated with relationships in a sense with, you know, Valentine's Day and, and all that kind of stuff. And so we wanted to go into this a little bit because a lot of people reach out, a lot of people want help. And one of the things that a lot of people struggle with is their relationships. And so that's why we're doing this. We want to bring some value to you. So you ready to go through some of these comments, Herman? Yes, I am. Welcome, everyone. And I just want to encourage everyone that when we do these podcasts, we do them for you. Don't be shy. The more you comment, the more you let us know what you really enjoy, the more it helps. That's what we, we do in this everything every day is for you. Exactly. So let's go into the first comment. This one comes from Christine Yan. So we thank you for your comment. And I'm going to read the comment. It says, I have been doing a lot of shadow work, healing childhood traumas, family issues, and past relationships. I feel that now I'm through just treading water and I'm able to actually swim. Thank you for the inspirations. So do you find that a lot of people are similar to Christine in a sense of having traumatic associations with their relationships? You know why that happens, Angelo? And let's, 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 put, let's put this out there, okay? It's because in school, they never really taught it to us. Mm -hmm. That was never a focus. It was never a subject. It was never the main focal point. But yet everything in life is the relationship, the relationship to all the people around us. And so you tell me, Angelo, before ever having a conversation with me, how were your relationships? They were tough. <laughs> they were really yeah. tough. So, I mean, I grew up super, super close with my family and then started to go to school. Um, even through like young school, I was still very close. But then I, I changed schools when I was in middle school. So when you're about a teenager, it starts to become about friends. And so I started to you know, really fall in love with friends and wanted to be around them, started hanging out more with friends. And the more I did that, I just wanted more friendships, more of that rather than having family. And so that kind of put a wedge between my family. And then when you're growing up and I guess in that age, you're going through a lot of different things. And I was, and so through that, it just built up more separation, more separation. And then it was high school and you know, still all about friends. And so by the time I actually met you, like I had some pretty, I guess my relationships weren't great. <laughs> just, just, uh, you know, relationships weren't great, especially the relationship with myself, because I felt like I had so much doubt in who I was, and I was losing the belief that I had in myself. So relationships were suffering. And I guess, you know, from knowing you from being around you from having your guidance i've never been closer with my family number one 
and my relationships. I mean, I have so much family. It's like an abundance of family. And I'm not just talking about people that I are blood. I'm talking about, you know, you and everybody else who is really so trusted and brings so much value to my life that all I want to do is bring value to, to yours. And I think that was very well said. And for everybody that's listening, right, if you're watching this on YouTube, comment below, let us know if what Angelo said sounds like your relationships, if what Angelo said sounds like what you go through, because we, ha we all have and share a lot of the common problems or, or same issues, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I look at it back into relationships, see, when I was trained, Angelo, I had a very different upbringing, very different training. A lot of people would not necessarily understand it or or want to cope to understand how I was trained and so that's why when I, I focus on the relationship part it's like almost like if you were blind and deaf you would still be able to feel and know who I am that's that's how we train relationship in my culture but in today's world they only do everything that looks good and sounds good tastes good smells good that's all they worry about right and it, how are you going to build a relationship on that when it gets to the nitty-gritty to the things that are where not as beautiful things that are rough things that are turbulent right have you ever seen a lot of relationships they go through major turbulence right mm -hmm. and it's because they haven't really been trained angelo and because you've been trained now a lot of people now they know you from the second they even see you for the first time at an event or they see you for the first time on a call like they know you and they feel like they know you like for a long time because you've been trained that way. But for a lot of people, when they go through their daily life, they don't realize they're always in sales, right? They're all, this is their prototype and this is what they're projecting. This is, this is what your, I would say, brand is. But if you are sad, if you are hurt, if you are a victim, if you're all these different things, it makes it a little difficult to, I would say, repair and grow better relationships and repair and grow you so that you can have better relationships. Wouldn't you agree with that? Exactly. Because again, going back to the last episode, we talked about bringing baggage to the relationships. So if, if you're not, I guess, whole or you're not growing and developing yourself, then it's very hard to bring value to other people. And that's what I noticed. Whenever I was struggling, I wasn't able to make somebody smile. I wasn't able to make somebody happy. I wasn't able to make someone more money or bring any type of value to their life. And that's because I was bringing all of my baggage to theirs. And so one of the things that Herman first started me off on my journey to train me was to always bring value to other people, specifically to bring value to the world, to strangers, people you don't know, to bring value to your family and to bring value to yourself. And it was through doing those three things every day that I was able to actually grow. Without that, without that accountability either of having to message it to you every day, it's, it's so easy to just be in a mindset where you're just focused on yourself and you're not focused on bringing that value. I think you forgot one key part, Angelo, and I think everyone would um, really appreciate this part. You, for about 90 days, were given the task to go out and make a difference with all those three things you just mentioned. 
And for 90 days, you had to email it to me, email, 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 to make sure that you're going to go through that before you were even accepted to really be working with me, correct? That is the full truth. So wouldn't you say that you've learned a lot about yourself during that time? Because then you learned accountability. And in today's world, a lot of people don't learn that anymore. They don't have that. Exactly. And I mean, for me, it took me having you to be accountable. Like it was hard for me to just do it by myself. And even if it was something where I was doing it by myself, it would have still been difficult to follow through. But the fact that I was like, I have to email Herman tonight, like, what am I going to do? So I was just looking for things to do whenever I was outside of my house, whenever I was at the grocery store or something like, is there someone I can help? And I mean, when you view lens, when you view life through that lens, it's a lot different. <laughs> but if I never had to email you, then I mean, that's, I think that's where the excuses kick in. Yes, but within the context, just for the listener and viewership, you were not forcing it. Like you were always looking for something to provide value, but you were not forcing it to the point that it lost its value. Correct? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Just keep that in mind because a lot of people... <laughs> You said to do this, got to force it, but then it loses the value of what it stands for or what you're doing it for. And it makes it very, very uh, empty. And we just don't want to do too much of that, right? We want to make sure like if we're going to give something, we give our best. Exactly. Always genuine. Correct. Exactly. Right. So does that cover the first comment? Yeah. Let's go to the next comment. This one's from Carolina Newelt. I'm not sure if I pronounced the last name correctly but carolina if you guys watch the the podcast if you comment on youtube you'll see her name a lot and we just want to appreciate and thank you for all of your support and engagement because i mean this name comes up on like every episode <laughs> so here's a comment totally agree with all i personally personally need to work more on number three I'm guilty of often ignoring my own emotional awareness and letting things bottle up. Thanks for the episode. And so for those of you who don't know who number three is, again, go check out the other episode. But just to give you a small recap, we were talking about the three mistakes that people make in relationships. And the third one that we discussed was bringing your baggage or your personal issues to the relationship. And so what is she saying is that She's guilty of ignoring her own emotional awareness and letting things bottle up. Mm -hmm. Would you say that's something you've done in your life? Yeah. Would you, say, say, would you say if you've seen a lot of other people do that too in your life? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, would, I see that a lot too. But one thing that I see a lot too is once they let it bottle up, then what happens is people start owning it, thinking that, that's what they need to have, that that's what they need to, to own or possess. And it doesn't have to be that way. So why do, why do we like look to attach ourselves to these negative things if we know that they're not good for us? So why is it that we attract more flies with honey than we do with the fly swatter? Because the honey is sweet. So it wants what it wants, and it's only focused on what it wants, 
So a lot of people want, 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 attach, 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 thinking that it's going to add value to this vessel, okay? And for me, it was all about the other way around of detaching. So that once you don't have those dependencies of those attachments, then you could have the freedom to create greater things. But when you have the attachment to all these materialistic things, they become the distraction, and then you start losing your special essence inside. That's what you want to cultivate, is that special essence inside, and you can never lose that. But when you have so many attachments, all this space is covered with all that attachment all tangled up inside, Angelo, and it makes it very difficult then to find what it is that was always special to begin with. Yeah, I mean, that's a specialness that a lot of people lose when they get older. They just, we lose that. And for me, I, I can relate to that so much. I mean, I was never taught to detach myself from anything. If anything, I was taught to attach myself to more things. And especially when I started personal development, because the number one thing was to create a vision board and <laughs> to put all these things on it. And there was maybe one thing that was non-materialistic on it. And that was maybe like a heart or just to symbolize love. But other than that, it's, you know, we're being, a lot of people have been taught to attach themselves. And so that's, I, I just remember when I first started to listen to you and to apply what you were sharing, it was like the first step was to let go. And I just thought that that was so interesting. And I knew that there was something here because it was so it was so real it carried so much more weight to it and that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have anything you need your necessities but i have to share this addendum or footnote because what's what's wrong with some people is this is how your mind will work is oh he said they go from one extreme of i have to acquire everything to oh no he said i shouldn't have anything and that's all they hear but it's the in between that you need to have the necessities of life so that then you can take care of yourself and then not go for the above and beyond the things that are unnecessary. So those are like the unnecessary luxury bag or the unnecessary uh, trip that you can't afford or the unnecessary car, car you cannot afford or the unnecessary um, big, big expenditures you cannot afford, right? It's those things that you're, you're thinking that you're feeling better from but then you'll never ever feel happy internally because you'll only feel better for a short period of time. And then you need to acquire something else, something else. Yeah. Something else. Thank you for, for that footnote because I think it's necessary. I mean, sometimes you just have to, to lay it out as crystal clear as possible. And so basically from, to give more context for me, I, you know, was putting these things like on the board but I didn't necessarily need them. It wasn't something where I needed to have the fanciest car or the most amount of money or the best, biggest house. Those were all unnecessary things that I didn't need. And I think when you put all your focus on those things, it takes away from what you're able to focus on that's actually important. And that is your relationships. That is the things that money can't buy. That's your health. That is all these other things, your purpose, your impact on humanity. And I say it in that sense of, yes, we all need to take care of ourselves. We all need to ensure that, you know, we are wealthy, but that doesn't necessarily mean having the best of the best. And 
if you're if if you're I guess don't know if where you stand if you should want this or if you should not well I think like a good way to ask yourself if you should is to ask if it's necessary right like it is it actually necessary for you to have it like everybody on the latest smartphone craze Angelo their greatest addiction now okay they can get away with a phone that costs maybe two hundred dollars but they want to have one that's almost like $1,500. Okay. The $200 one may not be all fancy, may not have all the bells and whistles and whatnot, but they want the, they, they find time and energy and money to acquire the $1,500 one. Now think of it this way. If you took the 1300 margin difference and you invested that at 6% and you did that per annum, and then you did that over 10 years time, how many more phones could you possibly buy? How many more things can you possibly buy? But if you use up all your capital and you put it on an end consumer good, it makes it very difficult to then use or liquidate that capital that on uh, item that is always going to depreciate. Mm -hmm. So then the capital is depreciating. You don't have the same standard or the same quality as it once was because everything that comes out new depreciates what you just acquired at premium price to be less. So then once you do that and you have no more capital, that's just one item. Let's say your bag now, let's say this, let's say that, like all these other things. And it's like all your money is literally being depreciated on things that are no longer assets. And then we, at the end of the day, when we need the, the capital to acquire assets or to invest in assets, we don't have much to, to speak of. And we're always going to fall behind and fall behind. And then the relationship with money becomes tainted. And then when that becomes tainted, then it makes it very difficult to trust it. Our relationship with it becomes very, very bitter. And then it's almost to the point that we feel sorry for ourselves due to the consequences or circumstances that we've carved out for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better than that. So that's another thing school didn't teach us is money didn't teach us their relationships and so that's why we want to shed light on these topics i think that something about money may be may be necessary in the future whether it's we talk about it in the inner circle or we do something about it would that interest anybody would anybody want to hear just how to have a better relationship with money how to manage it how to grow it how to do all those different things let us know because we've never talked about it before but i think I mean, Herman can bring great value in that area. See, the reason why we don't always talk about it is because it's used to divide other people. Wealth, you ever hear people say um, upper class, middle class, and lower class? Yeah. You hear that all the time, right? And mm -hmm. now, like, basically the middle class is becoming less and less, and it's either you're the cream of the crop or you're, you're, you're going to suffer at the very bottom, right? Mm -hmm. And that's because they, the way... The entire environment of economics are working everything has shifted and changed to the point that it makes it very difficult for us to survive at a long period of time in the middle class area and so we've classified people that basically separate 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 so if you're in the top echelon oh you feel better about yourself in the middle you're like mm, well i know people on the upper echelon so i feel better about that mm, i know other people uh they have a free party so let me see how much i can take from that Right? And so they're always looking to, to nip and get better here. But no one ever wants to 
go to the lowest of all classes because then they feel shameful then they feel they don't have value then they feel like they don't have much and so that's why we don't talk about it is because a lot of people are classifying themselves in those divisions and they've started to believe that that's all they are yeah and we then we we didn't even talk about religion we didn't even talk about politics we didn't even talk about gender or race and all these things are just classifying and, and dividing and separating more and more and then when you look at those who are calling all the shots they're just laughing to the bank because you don't realize the power you are or the power that you have within and so you're not united and if we're not united then we're not building and if we're not building then those that are calling the shots are just going to be more and more, I would say, happier because they, their, their division, their, their scheme is working. Whereas if we can unite and put all that petty stuff away, the religion, the politics, the, the race, the, the, the classification of wealth, we put all those stuff away and say we're focused on one common mission, one common goal. That's what they will be afraid of. Exactly. And that's what we want to do. That's the mission to empower people to give them their life back. Cause I know a lot of, a lot of our power is everything's kind of set up to take away our power. And so we just want to give you the blueprint to get yours back. And that's why we're doing this. Exactly. So uh, a couple more comments. SC Andrew seven, love your valuable input in the evolution of humankind. Thank you for the comment. We appreciate that. We have another one from Crystal Frazier. Love this series. So it was a two-part series on relationships that we did. So that's what she's referring to. Thank you so much for these videos. I do have a question. How much would you say that astrology plays a part in relationships also? It plays a role, but don't think it's the only role. But mm. remember in the old days, remember how there was matchmaking? So in China, Basically, they would, when you were born, they would look at the stars and they would match to the sign you were, to the time, all that, to the family. And then they would match it to what they consider to be another match of someone that, of value, that based on their time, based on their star, based on, you know, their sign. So a lot of times people, it, you maybe have grandparents that they had a prearranged marriage that they were never, ever really... Uh, most compatible but they made it work right or that they were able to raise a family and they, they they fought things together now there's good and bad in that the good is it took this out of it that oh it was pre-done you just you got signed up for something you didn't even know you were signing up for okay mm -hmm. it was pre-done so it, it took this out of it but it didn't take into account whether or not the two people who were raised in very different ways maybe and maybe in completely different regions, they didn't take into account that when we talk about just fitment, like we did in the previous podcast, mm -hmm. if you have a guy who's really, really quiet, or you have a lady that's really, really loud, you think that maybe that's a good fit. But if the guy is never allowed to have the positive reinforcement so that he can then find his voice so that this person can then tame theirs, then it makes it very difficult for the fit to work if the one person's always dominating the relationship. Yes. And vice versa. If the guy's really loud and the lady's really quiet, then it's very difficult. Then, then we call that oppression and we don't want that. 
So we want to make sure like people understand, yes, astrology plays a point, but there's one part they didn't take into account was the fitment to make sure, number one, that they could at least get along first because usually the people just meet at the wedding for the first time. And that's not, that's like, like a deer in the headlights, right? Sticker shock. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like, this is what I got to be married to for the rest of my life. Oh yeah. <laughs> and remember, you... <laughs> I don't want to touch it, but remember Angelo, you don't just marry the person, you marry the family. <laughs> yeah. So we got to keep very, that in mind. Very true. I was just going to say, I couldn't even imagine doing that. So I guess it's important to put in the energy, put in the effort and not just say like, oh, it's predestined. Like we talk a lot about the hero's formula as well. And like everybody thinks that destiny is predestined. Mm -hmm. And obviously you break it down that it's not. We can reverse engineer that formula to make your destiny a better one. That's a whole nother conversation though. Yeah, exactly. So overall, I, did you have fun doing this, sermon? I did. I mean, how did the audience enjoy it? Let us know below. Yeah, let us know below. Leave a comment below. Because again, like Herman mentioned in the beginning of the episode, we're doing this for you. And the best way to do it is to be as engaged as possible. And we want to ensure that we always take your input into consideration just so we can bring you more value on this, on this episode. Exactly. So thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to your comments and we will see you on the next episode. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.